Welcome to Well Played Podcast, a show on all things playful and joyous in education. I'm your host, Michael Matera, sixth grade teacher, author, speaker, and co-founder of EMC2 Learning, the greatest community of educators around. So today we are going to dive right into another sort of group chat, and our topic today is another sort of EMC2 in the wild, but this one's a little different. Uh, we have two educators with us, Jennifer and Faith. If they could introduce themselves, that would be great. Why don't we start with you, Jennifer? Hi, thank you so much for having me. Um, so I teach third grade in Western Pennsylvania, um, on the border of Pennsylvania and Ohio, and I teach a gamified writing workshop. And my focus is grammar and writing. That's awesome. And how about you, Faith? I'm currently at Westminster College. It's also in Western PA. And I get the opportunity to work with Jen and start exploring gamification before I um, graduate on my undergraduate. Yeah. So this is really what kind of excites me about this topic together here is Jennifer, you know, Faith is kind of your student teacher, right? And yes. Before we kind of dive into gamification and these other things, Jennifer, you kind of have this unique thing that you do with your student teachers, right? Um, so, yeah, talk about that a little bit, and then we'll get into more of this experience. So um, I've had student teachers for uh, – I've had many student teachers over the years, but last year I started doing a book club with each of my student teachers. And this year, Faith and I started reading Fully Engaged. I bought a copy um, for her, and – over the weeks, um, we tried to talk about it like every Friday mm -hmm. and then pull some ideas and use those in the classroom. So that and that has been really great because it's not only, um, you know, we're learning from the book and then we're learning from each other as we go. So it's been a great, great experience. Yeah, I think what I love about this idea, kind of more than anything, is what it models for faith, right? Like that you're you are continuing to learn and practice new ideas. So it's not that faith comes in your class and you're like, here, let me tell you how to do this classroom. Uh, it's a shared experience in which you're both tinkering, toying, and your experience can help polish that off or round that off. But ultimately you're doing that together. And I think that's amazing. So faith. And that was, ooh, sorry. well, that was one thing. Um, I started doing this because I felt like as an undergrad, I didn't necessarily get that message that we as teachers need to continue learning. So it was something yeah. professional development is very important to me. So that was something I wanted to start embedding in with my student teachers. Nice. So Faith, how was that, I guess, book study? I don't know. You're, you're also in the midst of school. So it was another thing to read, another thing to do. Uh, how, how did it feel for you? I, I think it was um, kind of overwhelming at first because, I mean, you walk into Jen's classroom and she just has this way with the kids and they expect this excitement from her. So those are obviously big shoes to fill. And I think this book was kind of my like pusher of telling me like, hey, this is a very possible thing that you can do and it's necessary for the kids. So then I think from there, exploring it has been just rejuvenating, truly, because being burnt out as every teacher is at this point with the pandemic. And this has been the best part of my college career to be able to explore this and with someone who knows it well and someone who is just as excited about it as I am it just brings a joy to the classroom that the students really appreciate and they get I don't know if I get more excited or if they do but it's just been so much fun to explore with Jen and with the students that's a fun space to be in right when you're like I don't know 
like we're both having fun who's having the most fun like ah, it's a tough it's a tough call tough call yeah but that's fantastic i love it and jennifer like you in your class have it sounds like created wonderful relationships with your students anyways but are there ways that sort of doing that gamified experience you think has even strengthened or you know made made forged i guess a stronger bond Yes. So uh, I forgot to mention that I am departmentalized. So we actually have 70 students and they're running a, we have them for about an hour a day. So what I noticed when I started gamifying with them, they just became more interesting, interested in putting forth um, their best effort. Mm-hmm. And as I've read this book and learned more from you about like the psychology behind it, yeah, uh, it has really inspired them to, do high quality work. And then everything I'm doing behind the scenes with the planning, I'm trying to be way more purposeful than I ever was. Love it. And that has been, and even Faith and I, and I'm I'm excited for her to share some of the things we're planning for next week, but um, everything we've been talking about, the question is always, what is our purpose? Like, what is our learning goal? What is our purpose? And then that's been driving everything we've been doing in the planning stages before we get into the fun part with the students. Yeah, intentionality is probably one of my favorite words. Like, And it's amazing when you start to think about being intentional in the classroom, but then also being intentional in your life. Like, It has this sort of upward cycle of positivity because uh, as you realize you can set goals, so you set them and then you realize like you start to achieve some of them and you're like, well, that worked. And it just produces this. Well, then I will set more and do more. And then oof, you end up with a whole heck of a lot. So I, I think that that's super awesome that you guys have like added a little bit more of that just in general in your life. That's fantastic. But Faith, what do we what do we have on the docket? What's I'm excited well, so we did a one school, one book with, uh, I think it was fifth grade and under, and they went read The Wild Robot by Peter Brown. Great uh-huh. book. Um, and they, we started doing trivia and I incorporated, I work with a company and they call me the chief joy officer. So from there, I read this book called The Chief Joy Officer, and I wanted to incorporate those ideas into how I teach. Love so it. the students work with a different partner every day to use the context clues from the book and answer the trivia questions that we had for the school. Nice. And then we won because they were just so into it and we were even restating the question. They were working together. They, were, they weren't even raising their hands. It was just a conversation. So from there, and I, I mean, I'm a big conversationalist myself. So seeing them get to do that at such a young age was something I wish I would have had before. So then Jen and I kind of ran with the idea of, okay, how can we make them work together in a different way that involves this book that they love so much? So my brother, uh, he's a data science major at Penn State. He and I 3D printed a Roz <laughs> that they they now get to make projects for and through. And through this week, we are doing top secret missions with each one of our oh, groups of it. classes. Yeah, that all help Roz with some sort of task. So whether it's Roz needs to be fixed and they have to use adjectives to describe how Roz oh, will be fixed. This is good. Yeah, it's super exciting. And they have this little Roz now that follows them around, goes from desk to desk and kind of observes what they're doing, listens to their conversations. And they, they've been thrilled. I mean, we made flags last week, but it certainly wasn't anything like the stations will be this week. No, I love sort of you have a lot going on there, actually. Like, And <laughs> I love that. The, one of the things that that expresses to me is 
this this feeling, the shared feeling that people get in a gamified experience, right? And you know, John and I talked about how like these bonds, these super strong bonds form in athletics and team sports. And I love it. I love I mean like a a good team sport movie, you know, like like Miracle, fantastic, right? But then like we we actually spend more time in the classroom with the kids than these coaches do. But we don't have those kind of bonds. And then when you switch to a gamified class, I don't know, you just it just strengthens the family, which then strengthens any particular activity. And what you have there, you like you can hear it. Like you hear it in your excitement. I can like see it, you know, that your kids get all fired up about this experience, this shared experience that they're doing together. And I love that. And then you have a little bit of theming there and like that just it ups like again, that's intentionality. Like you've set sort of the the scene a little bit. And then you even have like the physicality going on there, which oh god, I just gotta imagine your your little kiddos like absolutely love or will absolutely love. Yeah, they met Roz um last week during our we did a flag project where they had to convince the reader through their flag why they would visit their country but then the reader it was a twist and it was actually Roz and they had to earn certain materials for their flag based on different parts of their writing that's so awesome from there, Roz came, yeah Roz came desk to desk and was waving I made the arms and legs move so yeah it was totally dorky and fun and they loved it I think Jen and I loved it more but <laughs> it was so exciting well and I like too the modularness of like how you're structuring that right that at any point, you could say it needs this. This is broken, or we want to add this feature to Ron's right. Like, and as such, then pair it to the sort of work and the growth. And again, then there's that positivity upcycle for students, right? Then they're going to work on that. They care enough to work on it, and then they will achieve. And now you're helping them with that upward cycle. That's awesome. And as- the idea actually came from um, about. A month ago, or maybe, well, a little before that, so about a month and a half, month and a half ago, I did the project from EMC2 Learning with the students. We did the monumental building oh, with the Lego, yeah. and we, we based this idea off of that, and what I did was I, I only had them for an hour, so I broke it into a task day and then a build day, mm-hmm. but they had to earn all of their bricks through the types of writing they were doing in their informational paragraph. And it was based on an article that we had read. So it really um, promoted their um, striving to achieve because they, I didn't tell them who their teams were for the build. And so um, they Ooh. had the choice, as we know, with gamification, like they had the choice if they wanted to do, I called them bonus tasks. And Faith and I have been doing bonus tasks. We started them last week and then we'll have a couple this week as well. And she didn't mention yet, but all of the stations that they're going to go through are going to give them as a team choices um, for materials. And then on Friday, we're going to do a culminating robot build day, like a new refurbished Roz. But they have to earn the materials through the projects. And um, so it kind of stemmed from the monumental building. They were, I had students begging me to write more and I gave them choices. They were able to do some of the tasks depending on the difficulty level um, either one time or two times and all of that was kind of leveling them up to not only improve their writing get them ready for the test but then also the most important thing to them was earning the bricks and so when we introduce this on Monday she'll explain it to them and explain like you know here's our little like robot shop robot parts store um, but all of these things are going to be something you'll earn through these top secret missions you're going to be doing 
I I really like this. I like that you did that twist on it. But what I I I'm curious. I want to ask you is how did that how did that optional challenge go for for your kids? Did they did many of them choose to say like let's take that? Um, I think ninety five percent of them actually actually ninety eight percent of them chose to do at least the the level one, which was writing a simple sentence because mm-hmm. that was our like standard for the week. Um, but then the other choice was just like practicing like, um, like test prep questions on mm-hmm. the computer. So yeah. then when they saw that the option was like either earning bricks and I told them, I said, it's your choice. You, um, don't have to do any of these choice activities, but just know that if you don't do them, you're not really helping your team out. And so 95% of them chose to pursue, all of the choice activities. And I even have some, had some of them begging me, begging me, literally begging me to do the, um, the, the final choice activity, which was writing a paragraph. And I only let them do that one time because I talked with them about quality of work. Mm-hmm. And then the best part about it for me as the teacher was I wasn't grading them with points. They were getting graded with buckets of Legos. Yeah. And so they were actually more motivated. And when I, the great thing too is that, like, Faith and I, I've, I've been working with Faith about um, teaching her about like conferencing with kids, and we've been conferencing with them about their writing. And it's not like, oh, you, you got a two out of four. It's, well, here's what you earned so far. You've earned two buckets of Lego. Now, if you want to go back with this editing colored pencil and add those other elements into your paragraph, you can earn more Lego for your team. Or like for the robot challenge, it'll be like, if you fix this or if you decide to go through with it now, since you didn't choose to do that last time, you can still earn those uh, materials for your team to build your robot by Friday. I love this. Uh, I had uh, four some principals come in and uh, we chatted for like my prep period and then they observed me teaching and the prep period when we were chatting I was telling them how like in a gamified class filled with like true kind of like authentic choice and kind of that excitement in the team and whatnot uh, kids will choose to do these optional tasks and I said like you know and all of them were like yeah I mean like sure sure whatever like you could tell they, they didn't fully believe it then they experienced my lesson in which kids were uh we did uncharted territories one of my faves you should definitely check it out like your kids will eat it up and like beg you to write more um so we're doing this uncharted territories and in there there's these these cards that are challenge cards and i say that the activity already is challenging they're already writing some some amazing things they're building these maps um and you know, and I, I ask every group every round, like, do you, you know, do you want a challenge? And out of my five groups, four of five, the first round, take it. Um, then in the second round, five of five, take it. And starting in the second round, one of the groups says, like, can we have two challenge cards? Like, like, and you're like, oh my gosh, like, and I was like, well, I, I didn't even think about that. Like, I don't know if the structural integrity, like, I don't, your heads might explode. And they're like, give it to us. Just give it, like, let's find out. And it's like, the, all the principals were like, uh, wow, like that is, you were not BSing us that like kids presented right, g- given that choice, as well as in the context of that team and as well as the trust of you that everything you're doing is laid out to improve them and make them better. Like, I don't know, it just all works together in such a synergistic way in which kids want to do that. And it, it's just awesome to hear you, that you had the exact same experience. 
And one of the joys is seeing like those reluctant writers being the first students to ask if they can do another one. Yeah. That is one of the best feelings to see them and actually enjoying what they're doing. Like they're not like drudging through the class. Like they want to, they want to do more of it because they're, they're feeling confident that they can do it. I love it. Now I have to ask faith on this. This This is a big question. I hope I'm probably should have like told you about this earlier, but, um, curious, you are here like finishing off your schooling, you know, and then I'm assuming you will get a job, you know, next year and you will like have your classroom, your experience. Uh, do you think that this is something like gamification or that playful, intentionally designed classroom is something that you think you're going to try to weave in from year one? Do you think you're going to say like, that'll be great once I get some things down? Like what's, what's your play moving forward? That's a good question. I think I see a lot of teachers who have this routine that's very, and Jen and I've talked about this a lot. It's just very mundane for the students. I mean, they want to be excited and they're just as important in the classroom as anything else. Actually, they're the most important part. Hundred percent. So I think for me, if I want to have a strong classroom, I'll just figure it out from year one. If I have to plan more at the beginning than I do, that's the price that you would pay for some like actually learning and actually the students being able to grow and be involved and have their say in everything as well. And I think too, I have people like Jen and I have a community where gamification is actually encouraged Mm -hmm. and at school it wasn't like that. But when I get in the teaching field, I know it will be Mm -hmm. or at least, teachers where I professional network on Twitter or even if it's out yeah or it's reaching out to people who know more about it than I do or might have better insight I think it's just exciting that I'll be able to include this as like right off the bat and just be able to be here's something different from maybe people who are burnt out here's what made me rejuvenated when I was student teaching let's keep going with it yeah. there's always something else you can do for the students I get really excited. I got to admit, hearing that answer, I can see Jen, Jen smiling over there. Like, knowing that you're going to start that way, and the whole like centerpiece to a gamified class is a student centered design. Like, you're making all your design choices around them. Uh, if that is going to form and solidify into your foundation as an educator, I get like chills. Like, you're, you are going to be a rock star educator. If you, I mean, I'm certain you are doing a great job right now, but like if that's the foundation in which you build upon, wow. Like that's awesome. Commendable. And I think it's, it's so exciting too, because I mean, I've, I think I've read the book through like twice now just to make sure I didn't miss anything. It's just so much awesome all at once. And I'm bummed because I went through my entire undergraduate, not hearing about something as exciting as this. And it's, now I'm thinking about, okay, so I've learned all of this stuff from undergraduate, but I've learned all of this other good stuff for that is actually student-focused instead of just getting by as a teacher. Because if you're just getting by as a teacher, the students are just getting by as students. So I don't so know. Why- it's been oh. a while. It's been a hot minute since I've been <laughs> you know, in, in school. Uh, so it might be different. But I will tell you in my lifetime experience there uh, – what school did for me is prepare for the pace of the classroom. But for me, most of the lessons I gained from school weren't necessarily practical or necessarily usable. But again, it got me prepared with, I got a lot of stuff to do. Oh my gosh, I got a paper for this. I got this for that. And you know, like I got to read this book and be ahead here and I'm student teaching. And I, you know, oof, there was a lot of ands. 
Yes. And 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 that is a that is true to like how cl- a classroom life will feel. Uh, but it is it is the it is the seeking of knowledge over and above the school that true lifetime learner that has made me the educator I am. So if you already recognize that that like your schooling was good, you needed the degree to get the job and the degree if it was anything like mine those classes kept that pace of school up for you. So you're not burned out or hit in the face next year. But it's like, man, that lifetime learning, grabbing a book, challenging yourself to implement at least one component from the book. Even if you did that, just one book, one idea for the rest of your career, you will be worlds different than the teachers around you in in the positive. Uh, And no offense to those that I'm saying your world's better. Your world's better because you're choosing to actively grow they could do it as well. So this isn't like a slight on them that like they cannot do this. They're just choosing not to. Yeah. So, and so. I think it's it's exciting too because now I think about teaching in such a different way than I did before because now like I walk in that classroom, I put on my, I, and Jen's talks a lot about plusing the environment, which is so important. And I mean, I carried that suitcase with all of, and I pulled out different things that they could earn with their checklist and it's like a whole performance. Oh, they love and it. it fun and i love it too and it's just great to be able that when they come in they're asking miss guy are we traveling today and i was like of course we're traveling today yeah of course done yeah (laughs) yeah it's so exciting for them to actually be excited to be there whether they have no idea what they're doing yet until they get in there well i think too hearing you like talk about that right i'm i'm it's like connecting for me to giving somebody a gift right and it is so nice to like give somebody a gift and like that's selfless in some respects but right we all know in the other respects like you're excited to give it to him you're like i have this perfect gift for faith i can't wait to give it to her i've wrapped it i'm like oh my gosh we're gonna see each other and like whoo, i'm gonna give her this gift and to do that as an educator like to hear you like excited about next week like excited to like bring the suitcase right Exci- like you know you have packaged something together for your kids and you're so excited to give it to them. And that for me is what I have like fallen in love with this style of teaching. Like I get I, like, this is probably not something I should admit, but like on like a Sunday night, like where other people have like the case of the Mondays or whatever. And I have never been like super awesome Monday kind of person, but like on Sunday, I sometimes have a hard time sleeping because I'm like excited. Like I'm like, Oh my God, like this week, like I'm doing this on Monday and this is going to, and then I'm going to like their heads just go bam like because this is happening and that's just crazy to me that i approach the class that way but it's it's that gift giving mentality and when you start to be excited about what you do when you start to have that intentionality around your design and you know it's good and you know they're gonna love it and they you know that you're serving up kind of this what i sometimes call like a home-cooked meal like you have made this for them uh like even hearing your stuff about using emc2 i love that you guys took those ideas and then you obviously like twist it and, and mold it into your experience. And that becomes then that home cooked meal, right? Like I'm a guy that follows recipes, right? So like I followed that recipe to still make it from scratch though. Right. And like you followed the recipe, but then you added your twist, you know, that they like a little more of this and a pinch of that. And now it's this delicious thing that you've made for them. That's so awesome. The two of you. So awesome. And this experience uh, with the third graders has actually inspired me and also working with Faith and reading the book and reflecting on what I've done with the third graders. It has really inspired me to take this information when I'm teaching college level courses as well and start sprinkling it in 
so that they can see examples of how this works and like talk about the, the behind the scenes of it so that we can start to inspire more people to, to learn about it and try it. And so I'm really excited for the next, I, I adjunct on the side um, when I'm not <laughs> with the third graders and um, going to conferences and reading books. So I'm really excited to introduce some of these ideas and examples that Faith and I are working on and things I've done with the third graders in at the college level too. Did you, do you, so do you do like a methods class? Is that what you kind of? Well, I've been teaching in a graduate program. So as things shift and just like in all parts of education right now, things are shifting everywhere, but at every opportunity I have, I'm going to be starting to embed more of the demonstration. And that's how I learned about it. Um, in 2019, John was one of the featured speakers and we, he gamified our entire session with him. And that was like, jump right in. Like I had known nothing about gamification and then it completely changed the way I, I taught and I came home and it was right at the end of the summer and I just started planning. And then when we, as soon as this book came out, um, I knew that this was the book that I wanted to read with faith. Um, and I had joined EMC two learning. And one of the things that we haven't mentioned Faith has been, uh, we do learning centers in my classroom too when we're not doing like a massive project. And mm-hmm. we've been doing mystery boxes. And every time I've used mystery boxes with any group of third graders, they have loved it. And so it's we're so going to actually bring it back again next week because they just, it's that one element that you talk about in the introductory video about um, the the randomization. Mm-hmm. And like that we as teachers can even say, yeah, we aren't sure. Like we have no idea. I don't know what's in there. Let's find out. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Have you guys thought on that one? I just love how you can also customize your board. Have you mm-hmm. thought of, especially with your now gamified sort of unit that you're doing, pairing that with it? Like, right, like you could just use no numbers, all the three items, and you could place them at different values, right? So it could be like a collecting of so many of those items or mix it, right? You could say that certain numbers are like bolts and nuts for the robots, right? But then like, ooh, if you get this, like that, like if you get the power, you know, cell, that does this, right? And then make sure that there's five power cells in there or something like that. That's a fabulous idea. Ooh, I just, <laughs> yeah. Anytime you can kind of pair that, like that's fun for sure. Uh, I love it. I love, I love what you guys are doing. I love how you're doing it. Um, I, 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 I'm like, we have to go to... Uh, our reflection time here but uh i i do have to tell the both of you like even before reflection time ooh, probably shouldn't do this on air but curious like i'd love to have you guys back because there's just there's so much more to unpack here and and think and just talk about and discuss and explore oh my gosh so hopefully we can make that happen all right you guys ready for this this uh this quote here, this reflection time. All right, so this is a Chinese proverb. I'm a world history teacher. Love, love me my proverbs. Be not afraid of growing slowly. Be afraid only of standing still. Oof. So now how does that like fit into what we were all talking about? That completely matches my entire, that's like my teaching experience in a nutshell. Um, I'm in in a very, um, like you just mentioned, like we all have the choice to continue growing professionally. And so 
it was, it's sometimes difficult when I see that I'm trying to grow professionally for professionally. And I don't see that a lot. Um, and so I have really spent a lot of time building up a professional learning network on Twitter and encouraging faith to do the same. And that has completely changed my mindset and gamifying in my classroom reinvigorated. It was my 14th year of teaching and I wasn't tired of teaching and I didn't hate teaching or anything like that. But after learning about gamification, it inspired me to just take a little chunk. And I know John talks about Kaizen. Mm -hmm. So take a little chunk and try to add a little bit every year. And that is more important than being stagnant. I'm always saying grow beyond the status quo. Nice. Always. I'm always saying that. That is like something I'm saying all the time. Ooh, so this quote was definitely for you. <laughs> all right. So Jen hit it out of the park. Now, Faith, what do you? <laughs> yeah, she really just set me up for, for that one. I had a feeling as soon as I heard it, I was like, oh, Jen's going to go crazy with this one. This is so <laughs> where she's at right now. And I love it. I, I was just thinking we've talked a lot about mediocrity and about how impactful, like when one person is mediocre, it's hard to be better than that because that's what you're setting the, the tone as. It's like when you have a rotten fruit and it's in with all the good fruits, it still gets to everything else. Yep. It gets to every other fruit. And I think about teaching the same way as it's just rejuvenating to be able to not be mediocre and to continue to grow, even just not professionally, even just personally, it's invigorating to just be better and do better. And I think as I, I watch Jen teach and I read more about gamification and I'm learning through my professional development and even through Twitter with all of these remarkable teachers, it's just exciting for me to be surrounded by people who will expect me to be better. And I think what, and if I were ever in an interview, I think I would tell them that what sets me apart is that the people around me are constantly supporting me to be better and grow and explore opportunities that might be scary at first and might not be comfortable, but that that's beneficial. And I think that's the general gist of what I get from gamification is that it encourages people to do better and to take risks and to be creative in the sense of it's more than what the status quo would be. Yeah. Wow. Now I have to follow those two solid answers. Thanks guys. <laughs> uh, Faith, that was, that was excellent as well. Um, I like this idea, right? I think that in a gamified experience as well as what I want to be as a teacher, no matter what pedagogy you're using, I definitely want to teach the kids or inspire the kids to be truly step out into this world, including like now, like immediately, not like into this world when they graduate, but just daily to aspire to being the best versions of themselves, right? This idea of stepping away from average, um, is definitely language I like to use. Uh, in my first book, I talked about like leaving a legacy is a is a description I sort of tell the kids, right? That it's it's your deeds that are going to last, right? So like, what are your deeds? Like, this is your one shot through my class. This is my one shot to teach you, and I'm taking it really serious. Like, and and this idea of gathering up. This is another thing I talk to my students about: gathering up as much as you can from an experience, and then investing it in the next experience. Right, And if you do that experience after experience, year after year, if you, I teach sixth grade, if you can gather up all you can from sixth grade and invest it in seventh grade, you are guaranteed to step away from that average. And then don't let that up, right? Then gather up what you can in seventh grade and invest it. And then I tell my kids, like, when you, when you walk across that stage in 12th grade, like, 
all of you are talented enough to do that. Like that will happen if you, if you want it to, but all your diplomas will look the same minus your name, but like they're not equal diplomas. Like those of you that have gotten into gathering up and reinvesting, you will go into this world, a stronger, better version of yourself. And I, I just think that is the kind of world I want to live in. And that's the classroom I want to have to inspire kids to do that. Uh, And I think this quote talks about that. Like, don't worry about like mastering, like, yep, there's a kid over there that got long division faster than you did. That doesn't like, don't look at that. Just continue to make that. We, we as humans, I think overestimate what we can do in a day. We're like, yeah, I put it all off till Sunday. And like we, overestimate all the time but i think we massively underestimate what we can do over a long period of time for sure well guys thank you so much for being part of well played today uh absolutely loved having both of you on this has been fantastic thank you it's been great you bet you bet everybody else thank you so much for joining well played this week i hope you have a good one and play on